Hello everyone, it's Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy and I'm uh, hopping on today for a really quick episode to give you my tips for round 16. We did not uh, get to these in yesterday's live episode. We got into some rather interesting discussions about uh, betting on uh, footy and horse racing and things of that nature. And we, we went down some really interesting avenues, ones that I'm hoping to explore later on as we go forward here, but uh, just did not... Uh, did not get a chance to do the tips yesterday because the episode had gotten to be about an hour and 20 minutes long and I didn't want to spend an extra 10 or 15 minutes going through the tips and that type of thing because I just wanted to go ahead and not have such a massive episode uh, out there. So this one will be significantly shorter as we go through the nine games this week. I kind of have an idea where they're playing. I know they're all going to be in Victoria, at least I believe so. Although it does sound like there may be a game or two that are possibly, as of the time I'm recording this, maybe heading back to South Australia or West Australia. Although I would have to think those are, those games are probably being moved full-time into Victoria, but I just have not seen any kind of releases that say exactly where those are going to be getting played as of right now. So some of these games we know where they're going to be. Uh, I've heard uh, possibly Launceston, maybe in Tasmania, that they'll send uh, one of the games this week, but but we'll have to wait and see, okay? And I'm really hoping to, to hear from you and get an idea of what your thoughts are in terms of how this episode sounds, because I'm recording this episode on a, uh, a new device that I picked up recently. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a device that allows me to go ahead and record remotely uh, to conduct interviews face-to-face -face where I can actually have up to myself and three other people on the uh, on the same device with, with microphones plugged in, that sort of thing. So this is really my first foray into this, and I would love to hear some thoughts from you if you want to send me a, uh, an email at yankonthefootygmail.com or drop me a, uh, a note on Twitter at yank underscore on and let me know how this sounds because I, I think it's going to sound a little bit different. Maybe the, the tone is going to be a little bit richer than what I had been using, still using the same microphone but just going through another step to hopefully you know, clean up the sound a little bit, make it sound a little better than it has been. I'm in the process of learning a uh, new uh, digital audio workspace as well and uh, watching some YouTube videos to get up to speed on that. And Harper Pestinger from the Where Do We, Where Do we Begin podcast uh, spent an hour or so one evening last week kind of going over some of the basics with that one for me as well. It's it. It looks doable, but it looks rather intimidating for, for somebody of my skill level right now. So I'm taking baby steps with it. So once I've published this episode, I'm going to go ahead and take this audio and then duplicate it and put it into that one and then kind of work on manipulating that to see if I can get uh, the sound a little bit better than what it happens to be right now. So I wanted to get in for the t into the tips for this week because uh, the games are starting here in about 12 hours or 13 hours from when I'm recording this. So we're going to go ahead and get into these uh, these uh, nine games for this week. Uh, I'm, I'm tipping one significant upset this week, okay? And uh, you may call me crazy for this one, but I just, I have a hunch. And I could be completely wrong, but I just have a hunch it's going to turn out this way. So we'll, we'll see what happens. So at Marvel Stadium uh, Thursday evening, or Thursday morning in my case, Gold Coast, and Richmond will be playing. Now, I I could give Richmond a, a hard time about going back to Marvel Stadium again. Um, 
I don't know how the ticketing is going to work for them, but uh, hopefully now that they know somewhat in advance that this is an opportunity for uh, rich, some Richmond supporters to get an effort, a chance to see their club play another game basically at home, hopefully they'll they'll take advantage of that. Now, I know, I know they're not going to have a chance to get uh, to full capacity at Marvel, uh, but, you know, maybe 10 or 12,000 people will be able to come into the stadium and and support their club, and we'll see how many uh, Gold Coast supporters are there. Probably not too terribly many, I would think, but I imagine there'll be a few that are that are in Melbourne that have uh, that have chosen to to support the club. Now, this is where it's interesting, though. Gold Coast you know, was was kind of the uh, the club that a lot of people thought were going to take a bit of a leap this year. Uh, that they developed some some decent young talent on their club. Uh, some good things were going for, going for them, but they've they've in many ways they've kind of uh, spun their wheels again this year. They've dropped six out of their last seven. You know the Tigers have dropped four out of their last seven. They've struggled against clubs that are in the top eight. So we'll have to see what goes on. This is certainly not a top eight game for them, but they're trying to cling to that eighth spot on the ladder. And uh, you know I was uh, I'm very tempted to tip. Gold Coast in this game, but these are still the Tigers. They're getting a couple of pieces back. Now, they've got some, some key injuries, uh, but, you know, I'm going to go ahead and tip the uh, the Tigers in this game. You know, they're getting Tom Lynch back. David Asprey's coming back on the side, but they're going to be out with Deion Prestia. Uh, Kane Lambert's out. Nathan Broad is out. And Noah Balta, who may not be playing again this year based upon what it sounds like with regards to his knee. And I think that for at least another week, the Tigers uh, maintain their top spot on the uh, the list, or uh, their top spot being part of the eight, with four clubs chasing after them. And you know, I I've got them winning this one by two and a half goals, by sixteen points. Now it's uh, you know it's going to be kind of an interesting run to the to the uh, to the top eight. Now a lot of folks are talking about the Tigers and whether or not they are done is the tiger dynasty over that type of thing i don't think that it is okay they've had a ton of injuries this year they've had a lot of people who have been out that have not been able to to help the club this year you know tom lynch has been out quite a bit you know they've just they've got a lot of a lot of banged up bodies but they've still managed to stay in the eight despite having taken on some big losses uh during the course of the year and i and i mentioned if you haven't listened to the live episode from yesterday it was it was crazy because in the five years that I've been watching the game, I cannot recall, and maybe some of you could help me out with this and, you know, drop me a note on Twitter at yank underscore on or an email uh, or leave me a, a voicemail on my website at yankonthefooty.com. Has there ever been an instance where the two clubs that played in the grand final the previous year both lost in the same round by over 40 points? I mean, that just is... It's like a precipitous fall that took place there. Although, you know, I, I think that, you know, both of those games were in some ways aberrations. Yeah, sure, you got to tip your cap to, to St. Kilda. You definitely have to tip your cap to Brisbane, um, you know, having just hammered Geelong last week as well. You know, me being a Geelong supporter, that was a really tough game for me to watch. But, you know, I do hope that uh, Tiger supporters, those of you who do want to go to the game, are able to get there. You know, this is not one I'm going to I'm gonna razz you about. I can't. I gave, you know, enough grief to to fans for not showing up when they played GWS back in May. Uh, I'm not going to do that this time because, 
circumstances have significantly changed. We don't know how many people are going to be allowed back into the grounds anyway. But hopefully, however many are allowed back in, hopefully we get that many people who are interested in showing up to the game to support their club because they've only got, what, eight rounds left. But looking at the, at the finals here and, and looking at the final eight games, the Tigers only have two games against clubs that are in the top eight right now. So that bodes very well for them. They've got, they played a very difficult schedule the first two-thirds of the season, if you will. And the, the, the rest of their schedule is, is, on paper, not as difficult. So I think it's an opportunity for them to maybe have a, a successful run to finals and stay in this spot. And it's, uh, it's, yeah, they've got Gold Coast this week, then Collingwood. And then they've got Brisbane and Geelong, and then Fremantle after that. And Fremantle is, of course, the club that is nipping at their heels right now. You know, we talked about it last week that you had, you know, three and possibly four clubs that could make that leap into the number eight spot. And the one that was going to probably have the most difficult time making that leap was going to be Fremantle. And here they are. They jumped over both uh, GWS and Essendon last week because both of them lost. So then they finish up with uh, North and with uh, GWS again, you know, get another club who's fighting for finals. And then finally with Hawthorne. Okay, so again, I've got the I've got the uh, the Tigers winning this one by 16 points. I still think that they're they're too talented a club. They know how to play the game the right way. You know, you've got you've got young kids who are you know who've kind of been torn away from their their home ground. We kind of have the hub in reverse here. Uh, you know, and and I hope that I hope that the state of Victoria is as welcoming. To the to the eight clubs that are coming in from the outside, as New South Wales and Queensland, and to an extent, West Australia and South Australia were last year. They were very receptive in terms of helping these clubs to acclimatize to the situation where they happen to be. So, I'm hoping that they're able to uh, to make these people feel welcome, so they're they're able to compete, you know, at as high a level as they possibly can there. So let's move on to the second game, and this is uh, back down at uh, GMBHA Stadium, the first of a couple games there this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And you've got Essendon playing Geelong, and the Bombers played a very tough game against the D's last week. You know, the D's are, are still sitting at top of the ladder with just a couple of losses. The Bombers are, the Bombers are in many ways are in great shape because they're, they're sitting there, you know, with with a percentage that's actually better than Richmond's at 101.9. So they've got a better percentage. They just happen to be one game off the pace with Richmond. They're 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 at 24 points. Richmond's at 28. Now here's where it gets interesting, though. You've got uh, you have the uh, the Bombers who have a slightly tough schedule, but not not as difficult as the other three teams that are that are now that are now involved in that chase as well. You because know, the Bombers have Geelong this week, and then they've got Adelaide and North, and then they've got GWS, so that's an opportunity for one of those two to play, kind of play knockout with each other. And then they've got Sydney and the Bulldogs back-to-back, and then they finished up with Gold Coast and with Collingwood. So they've got three games against clubs that are in the top eight and one that's chasing the top eight. Okay, so you've got one, two, three, four games that are clubs who are going to be acting as spoilers. Okay, now the Cats... <coughs> You know, let's be honest here. You know, the Cats, they were run roughshod by the Lions last week. You know, and again, I think I mentioned this in the the live episode the other day. As a Cat supporter, I can do nothing more than tip my cap to the way the Lions played the game. 
Now, again, you know, I'm watching these games on television, so I've never seen these games from the vantage point of sitting up in the upper deck of a stadium where I can see all 36 players on the ground doing anything. So just, and, and, and please tell me if I'm wrong on this, but based upon what I saw with, uh, with the Brisbane game, it looked to me like the, once, once the ball was bounced and put into play, that Brisbane was spending a lot of time flooding their, the players that would normally be in their offensive 50. You know, players like Hipwood and Danaher and Charlie Cameron. They were flooding a lot of those players forward, you know, into, into the midfield and even, you know, even closer to the, almost into the defensive 50. And once they got the ball, they were able to work, they were able to work their way back up the ground significantly more quickly than the Cats were able to do. So the Cats were having a really difficult time defending them because they were able to get the ball up and over top of them. And, and, and again, I, like I said, I, I can't do anything more than congratulate the Lions because they played one hell of a game. And the Cats, they, they, they looked slow. Uh, and, you know, getting buried in the first quarter the way that they did, third, was it 32-1? to 1? I think in the first quarter, that's, that's just as it's, and they, you know, they lost ground the last three quarters as well. But I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're in a position there where in many ways you could argue that the game is over already in the first quarter and they're just trying to salvage percentage and they, and they, they in many ways they didn't. Um, now the cats are back home. Like I said, they're, they're, uh, you know, like, like I, I, I jotted down here. I said, I don't know if this was as much. And I think it was a lot more of a, a great effort on the part of the Lions or just an embarrassing effort on the, on the part of the Cats. I think it was more of the, uh, the, uh, um, the latter rather than the former. Because I, I think that, it, you know, I, uh, I think it's, you know, yeah, I actually I think it's more of the former than the latter, I should say. It, you know, I think it was a great performance by Brisbane and the Cats. Just, they just got run into a buzzsaw. And, and hopefully if they get an opportunity to meet again, that that will not be the case. So they're back home, and, you know, it's the first game that it, I was amazed by this. The first time that the, that the Bombers have played in Geelong since 1983, uh, I think somebody said, or maybe it was 2003. Either way, it's, it's, it's been a heck of a long time ago, so I don't, uh, um, I, I don't have a clue, um, you know, whether or not uh, it, it's been, what, 18 years or 38 years, but it sure as heck has been a heck of a long time. I do think the Cats get back off the deck and and fight back at home on their grounds, and, they, and they're going to play a very close game because Essendon is going to give them – Essendon is going to give them hell. Okay, this is, this is a very competitive club. This is a club who has to win games, who has to win games to, to push for the spot in the eight. So they're certainly going to come out swinging – I think the Cats win a close one. I think this is going to be about a seven-point game. Okay? This is going to be about a seven-point game here. Now, the Ds, they are hosting GWS. And this is a game, let's be honest, folks, this is a game that GWS, they really need to win. Okay? And, in fact, they need to win pretty much all of their games the rest of the way. Uh, you know, they're, they're battling with, uh, really, with Essendon and Fremantle for that eighth spot because, you know, as we're going to talk about St. Kilda here, as much as, you know, we'd like to say St. Kilda's in the uh, – is in the, uh, the the chase for a spot in the eight. When you look at their percentage, I mean, their percentage is 11 points lower than Fremantle's right now, and it is, uh, it's almost 20 points lower than that of Richmond. So when I talked to uh, Tony Davis and his dad 
Frank Davis, uh, the legendary D's uh, player and former recruiting coordinator for the Hawks. Tony brought up a great point. I mentioned this on uh, on Tuesday morning uh, in the live episode, and if you didn't hear that yet, I'll, I'll mention it again here. Tony mentioned that this is this is basically a situation where you think about St. Kilda, they have to, for all intents and purposes, they have to win two games instead of one here because you know they're they're basically like an extra game behind. So you might as well say that they're at twenty points because their percentage is so far off. So for them to, to, to regain that percentage, you're going to absolutely have to destroy clubs and just run up the score on them as much as they can. And who knows if they're going to be able to do that. So in many cases, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to go out and get an extra win above and beyond what Essendon and GWS and Fremantle and Richmond, and, and maybe, it's, maybe it's West Coast, maybe it's Sydney, depending on who tends to slide there in the 6, 7, and 8 spot here. But St. Kilda, while they, while they certainly have the capability of, of winning a lot of games, are really behind the eight ball. But back to Melbourne and GWS. You know, GWS has a, a tough run home when you look at their, uh, their schedule the rest of the way. Now, again, we have no clue where the games are going to be played. We know who they're supposed to be playing. And now that everybody's in Victoria, supposedly that's going to work out much better. But they've got Melbourne, then they've got Gold Coast, a game that on paper they should win. And then they've got Sydney, they've got Essendon, and then Port Adelaide, Geelong, and Richmond, and then they finish up with the Blues. So they've got one, two, three, four, five clubs that are currently in the top eight, two that they're playing knockout with, that they're battling with right now for a spot in the eight, and then they've got the Blues, who are really going to be pushing to improve, to have some positive things going into uh, into 2022. So GWS has one hell of a schedule the rest of the way. Okay, they really do. They have a really tough schedule the rest of the way. But in this game, you know, I, I while GWS needs to win this one, I don't think they're going to. I think the D's, they're on a quest, okay? They're, they're, right now their quest is to win the minor premiership and set themselves up in a position where they are able to play home games on their home ground in finals and hopefully play for a premiership. So I, I have the D's winning this one. You know, they just have, they've kind of become the class of, of, of the comp. You know, they dropped a couple quirky games here, but they're still, I think, the best team in the comp at this moment in time. Maybe you could argue Brisbane at this point in time as well, which you're going to talk about them next. Uh, I do have the D's winning this one by 11 points. And, as of right now, the game is still listed from what I have seen on the afl.com.au website. The Adelaide and Brisbane game is still listed as being in Adelaide, but I would think that they're going to be playing in uh, in Victoria somewhere from what it sounds like. Okay, and, uh, and I have no idea. There's been some talk that I'd seen online, some people talking about on Twitter, that maybe they're going to open up uh, some of the, the local grounds uh, for games to be played. Maybe in uh, Ballarat, that type of thing. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know where all these different parks are that they're possibly looking at using, but maybe trying to get fans into other into other stadiums and other arenas. But uh, you know, this is this is a, a a game right here. You know, Brisbane's coming off a game. It was a statement game for them. They came in and they just took it to Geelong last week. Okay, again, tipping their cap to them. Um, yeah, they 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 went in and announced and said, you know what, we're here. We are premiership contenders, and that's all there is to it, okay? And on the flip side, well, and I've been, I don't want to say guilty of this, but I've done a lot of this. I've touted a lot of the good things that have gone on with Adelaide this year. And while I was doing that, 
the Crows have managed to drop eight out of their last ten. So the Crows are really scuffling. They're scuffling to get a win. They, they, they need a win as well, but is it going to happen in this game? Maybe if they're playing at the Adelaide Oval, possibly. But I just I really have this funny feeling that uh, what's going to end up happening here is that, and I guess it's not really a funny feeling, I think that, uh, that Brisbane goes ahead and takes this game by a couple of goals here, maybe three goals. I'm going to say Brisbane by 18 points on this one. You know, I think if it, if it's a uh, game played in Adelaide, I think Charlie Cameron is thrilled to go back into his old stomping grounds and, and, and show the Crows fans in person, you know, the, the type of player he has become. They've seen it on television, of course, but this is a chance for him to go back and, and, and show what he learned from the master in Eddie Betts to, to play the game the way that he does. So, yeah, I think this is a game that, in many ways, Brisbane's going to win pretty handily by three goals. And then we get into Fremantle. And Fremantle is, this is, again, I'll, I'll mention this, beginning of the season, I, I, I don't want to say I caught a lot of grief about this, but there were some, I think, some digital, raise, some raised digital eyebrows, if you will, uh, because I tipped uh, Fremantle to be in the eighth spot on the ladder this year. Of course, keep in mind, this is the same person who did not have Melbourne in the finals at all. And they're sitting atop the ladder right now. So what the hell do I know? Uh, the Blues got themselves a big win last week. They needed it. This is a club that right now they're playing for 2022. And, you know, they're playing for uh, for the coach's job right now. Is he go- Is he going to be there next year? I don't know. I don't know enough about how the ins and outs of how coaching changes really work there yet. But I've, I've got to think that David Teague is, is on uh, – is on the, the euphemism we would use here is that he's he's skating on thin ice, that it could you know he may possibly fall through and uh, and find himself no longer the senior coach with Carlton after this year. Now Carlton had some big news last year. You know, Patty Cripps signed on for six years. Uh, I did see some things mentioned online where they're they're talking about the fact that you know Carlton may be putting themselves into uh, kind of a position of salary cap hell. Not unlike what uh, Collingwood has gone through here recently, and that maybe they're going to find out ha- that they have to purge themselves of a couple of players in order to stay under the cap. I haven't read up on the cap that much yet. That was like speculation on some people's parts there. But Carlton needed that win. They need to get some wins as well. The Dockers are playing more inspired footy. Now, again, this is a club that I think you could argue has been up there with uh, Richmond in terms of games missed by players. They've had a lot of injuries on this club this year, and they're getting better. I said at the, at the outset of the season, I said when I did the tips, I said if this club can figure out how to score about a goal and a half more a game, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna surprise some people. And they're getting to the point where in some cases they're starting to do that, okay? Uh, probably going to see Nat Fife back in this week. Yeah, I think this is a game that the Dockers, they can win. I think that they must win this one. And I think that they do win this one. So I'm going to go with the Dockers by 10 points. I haven't seen where this one's being played as of yet. Uh, let me click over here real quick and see if it'll tell me right now. Okay, come on, Paige, load up here. There we go. Uh, right now it's right now it's listed at being at Optus. But I, I, it's if I'm not mistaken, I believe they've closed down West Australia and South Australia. So it's got to be coming to somewhere in, uh, in, the, uh, in the state of Victoria. And the next game we've got Hawthorne hosting Port Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. The second game at Marvel this weekend. Port Adelaide got a, a huge win over the Saints last week. They got through their first game without arguably their inspiration leader in Robbie Gray. Uh, 
yeah, they beat uh, the Swans by 10. This is a club that uh, maybe doesn't travel as well as some other clubs. Um, the Hawks, they don't have a whole lot to play for this year other than getting their youngsters ready to play for next year. And, you know, they've, they've, uh, they've had some youngsters that have been stepping up. And, you know, I think that the Hawks and the Ruse, and if they, if they figure out how to do it, Gold Coast and Adelaide all have the potential to play spoiler. They all have the potential to beat clubs that need wins that are planning on getting those wins against these clubs. And uh, I think this is going to be, this is where I think this is going to be an opportunity uh, for a club to get a win that nobody's going to see coming. The Hawks have done that twice in the last three weeks, knocking off the Swans and the Giants. And this is my upset pick of the week, okay? I think back home at Marvel, I think that the Hawks are going to find a way to beat Port Adelaide this week. And I've got Hawthorne winning this game by nine points, okay? Yep, that's my upset of the week right there. I didn't get a chance to mention that one yesterday because I'm sure that would have got some people fired up uh, had they heard that one. Uh, but they've heard it now, so you can tell me how wrong I am or how right I am, however you want to go about doing that. But I just have this feeling the Hawks are going to take that one this week, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where that one goes, okay? Now, we've got the next game uh, on the schedule. This is at GMBHA Stadium again, so Geelong is hosting another game, this time between uh, the Swans and the West Coast Eagles. Now, the Eagles have dropped three out of five, uh, including getting throttled at home last week by the Bulldogs. The Swans have also dropped three out of five. So you got a, you've got the pack kind of closing up a little bit here. You know, both of these clubs, they need to get back to their winning ways. I have to be honest with you, though. I, are, the, are, the, uh, are the Eagles thrilled about coming back to GMBHA Stadium again? I mean, they had a very ugly experience there earlier this year. I'm a, I, granted, it's not against the same club, but I'm sure they've, they're in the back of their mind, they're thinking to themselves, oh, my goodness, we got to come back here and play at this place again. So I think that the, uh, you know, the Eagles, like I said, may be having some nightmares on this one. They're starting to get healthy a little bit as well. This, uh, I, I believe Liam Ryan may be out this week. I didn't, see, didn't hear how uh, his suspension had been adjudicated before the, uh, the uh, review committee there to see whether or not he's going to be out or not. Uh, I think this is an opportunity for the Swans. I think the Swans are going to take this, this game by 13 points. Okay, so this is going to be one of those games that's going to, regardless of who wins this one, it's going to push one of these two clubs closer to getting leapfrogged by a Fremantle, by a GWS, by an Essendon, or by a Richmond club as well. Okay. Now, the second to last game of the weekend, you've got Collingwood and St. Kilda. And I think this is going to be a competitive game. Okay, I really do. This is going to be a, a, a fun game to watch. You've got, you know, two clubs that, have, that are pretty well set in the ruck position when everybody's healthy. They've both lost three out of five, but they have shown some glimpses. Okay, they have shown some glimpses that they do have some talent on their sides. You know, St. Kilda, it's a talented club, but they have just not played with it or played like it this year very often. So I, I wonder which St. Kilda club is going to show up, okay? You know, I, like I said, they still have a shot, but they have to win a lot of games. And their schedule is not very conducive to that happening. If you hadn't looked at their schedule yet for the rest of the the rest of the, the fixture here, they've got Collingwood this week, and then they've got Brisbane, Port Adelaide, West Coast. Then they get a bit of a breather, if you want to call it that, with Carlton, 
And then they've got Sydney and Geelong and possibly a, a game that could be the deciding game on, on who plays finals and who doesn't. They close out the year with Fremantle. Not sure where that's going to be played, of course, but uh, at this point in time, that, that could be a game that is kind of a play-in game, if you will. Maybe one of those two clubs, you know, you win and you, you, win and you go on, you lose and you go home. Who knows? I mean, that's, that can't be a bad thing necessarily, you know, either way that that works out. So, I, you know, I think that uh, Brett Ratton's group gets this done. I've got the Saints winning this one by 12 points, okay? So the Saints, this is a, this is a must win for them. And you know, I think they've got enough. Uh, they've got enough on their side to get this done by a couple of goals. But again, I still think this is going to be one of the most competitive games of the weekend. And if the uh, if the Magpies win this one, I won't be stunned. But if of course if they do win this, and the Saints, you can I think you can go ahead and say they're a non-factor as far as playing finals because I think this is a game that they have to win if they want a shot at playing finals. Again, you have to play one week at a time. But this is a game that they really need to get a win win for because they've got five more coming with top eight sides right now, and then they've got one that's you know pushing top eight at the end of the season. All right. So then the last game of the round back at Marvel Stadium, I believe this is the third game at Marvel this weekend. You've got the Bulldogs hosting the Ruths, and at the time of this episode, I think it's still going to be um, I think it's still going to be played. There there had been talk about the the Ruths or some of them are in quarantine. Uh, that have been tested. I don't know if they've been released from that yet, but or that they're in isolation. Hopefully they're going to be released and that this game is able to be played. Okay, so if this one gets played, I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think because Mr. Noble's got this club playing some inspired footy. Those youngsters who went out and, and you know took it across the chin for week after week after week while much of the senior side of their club was out injured, those guys are coming back, okay, and they are uh, they are going to be a uh, a tough club for anybody to beat. I think I said, like I said, I think it's going to be a club that's going to be a spoiler club. I don't think it happens this week though, because I think the Bulldogs are just flat out too good of a club, okay. But they're going to they're going to they're going to give the Bulldogs fits. They're going to make the Bulldogs earn this game, and I think they will do it though. I think the Bulldogs end up taking this one by sixteen points. So there's my tips for this week. I've got one big upset there. Uh, I've got Hawthorne top, you know, topping Port Adelaide. Uh, I just have a hunch on that one, okay? You know, folks, uh, those are my tips for this week. Again, please don't take my advice, okay? Don't take my advice at all. I, and I just, you know, it's purely for entertainment purposes. I mean, I, I, as I mentioned in the, uh, the live episode yesterday, I've never, you know, I've, I've played in some local fantasy baseball leagues and that sort of thing here in the States where, you know, the dozen or so of us would all put in like $50. And then at the end of the season, that money is all getting divided back up amongst all of us, depending on how well our team does. So you know, if we won the championship, we got X amount of dollars. If we had the, the highest point value in, the, in category X, we might've gotten $5 back for that. So, you know, generally speaking, if you put in your $50, you, if you won the whole thing, you might get back a hundred dollars. And then if you, if you did terribly and you put in $50, you might get back $25. So, yes, I guess it's technically gambling, but that's the extent of the gambling that I've done. So, I, and again, I'm, if you're somebody who, who puts a wager down on a game or you do the multi-things or you do horse race, that's fine. I, I don't begrudge you for doing that at all. It's just not something that I have done. So, you know, please please don't use my advice, you know, my tips for anything like that because 
Again, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about here. I'm just having fun with this, okay? Now, I do ask that you uh, consider checking out the, the new website at yankonthefooty.com. It's a great resource. If you're somebody who's listening to the podcast on a regular basis, I would love for you to take two or three minutes of your time and sign up on the mailing list. That way, you know, I can, I can drop the new episodes to you in an email when they get released so they're out to you as soon as they come out because that's the first place that I send them. It's a great opportunity then for you to uh, take a couple more minutes and leave a review for the show. Let me know what I'm doing well. Doing well. So tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Um, you can also leave messages on there as well, whether it be an audio message or a, a written message. Okay, you can do that as well there. But, you know, the voicemail things, I, I love getting those. And, you know, if you've got questions for me, I love getting those where I can then respond to those during the live episodes. And during the live episodes, I'd love to have you come on as well. I Don't get me wrong. Absolutely love talking to Harper. I, it's a brilliant young man as far as the game is concerned. I'm, I'm, it's going to be fun following his path and, and as he grows up and, you know, gets, you know, pursues his journalism degree and to see what, what he's doing as far as the game is concerned. It's going to be fun watching that because he's been, he's been so helpful to me. It's been a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, and, again, if you're not checking out the Where Do We Begin podcast, you certainly should be, Okay. And, uh, but again, you can sign up for the mailing list. You can, you can, uh, leave me a voicemail there. You could certainly leave a review for the show as well. I would love it if you'd share the podcast links with your friends and family. That would be absolutely terrific. And, uh, also, if you want to help out the podcast, you can check out the buy me a coffee page. It's there. Uh, every little bit helps to keep the podcast up and running and on the air. Uh, there's also the, the red bubble store page. I have a, uh, a new design that should be coming out here really shortly. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And uh, I'm hoping to be able to support that one myself as well here pretty soon because I, I, uh, I really like it, okay? And granted, I like the, the, uh, the designs that the, the student that I had did for me as well. So I, and I've been incorporating those into my Instagram posts. Um, so again, you can find me on Twitter at yank underscore and by all means reach out there. I check my Twitter page a lot, probably more than I should. Uh, Instagram and on Facebook at a yank on the footy. You can also email me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. So I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day here. We're keeping this at around 25 or 30 minutes or so. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, how this week turns out. And again, if you would drop me a note and let me know how this sounds compared to some of the other recent episodes. Because again, like I said, I'm trying a new device that I've picked up here, okay? And I'd really like to get your feedback on my feedback, I guess. How does it sound compared to what you have heard previously? Because I think this is a great tool. And when doing live episodes, this is probably not the best thing to use, and it probably will not be something that I can incorporate into a lot of my uh, long-distance interviews, but my face-to-face -face interviews, which I'm going to start doing here very soon, uh, in uh, August with uh, my trip to Cincinnati and uh, the the possibility of me beginning a second podcast. I have one that I'm, I'm bouncing around in my head and I've just started to flesh some things out with that. And I actually spoke to the first person that I want to interview today. I spoke to him today and told him, I said, yeah, I really would like to have you on the show as my first guest. I'm still working on the, the, the format for everything yet, but I've got an idea of what I want to get done with it. 
but this will be a tool that'll be great for that. But it's going to be also great for my solo episodes when I'm giving you my my discussion on things like this. So maybe I'll end up starting to put my tips as a separate episode, and we'll see how that goes. You know, it's, I'm not not necessarily trying to follow in the footsteps of the the guys over there at the uh, Lace Out podcast, but it's easier to make tips and you have a little bit more information a couple days later into the week here. So folks, don't forget, this is a game that we all love. You know, we're fans of our clubs. If your club has gone into the Victoria hub, I hope you stay safe in your, in your communities, in your States. Uh, I hope they get the, uh, the vaccine situation rectified as soon as possible for everybody there. If you're hoping to get the vaccine, I hope you're able to get it as soon as possible. Let's just get this damn thing over with, okay? And let's let's get back to our, our, our normal lives and be able to put 80,000, 90,000 people in the MCG and 102,000 people or so there for the grand final. I'm so looking forward to hearing, to, to hearing the, the roar of the crowds more so than what we've been able to hear this year. Take care of each other. Reach out. Talk to one another. Send them a message. Give them a phone call, Okay. And uh, just be decent to one another, okay? And like I said, take care of yourselves. And in next, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never, ever hit the post. And I will catch you later. <laughs>